0: Hello everyone, my name is John, and welcome to episode 11 of the Tech Leader Pro podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about pitching, and how you can improve those pitching skills, not only for selling products, but also for selling ideas, which is something that all of us should be good at. Before we begin, I would like to briefly mention our sponsor, 5.today, which is the ideal product to help busy tech leaders to manage your days. 5.today is a highly secure personal productivity application designed to help you manage your priorities more effectively by focusing on the five most important tasks that you need to achieve each day. Our goal is to help you get to keep track of all of your tasks, notes, and journals in one beautifully simple place, which is highly secure via end-to-end encryption. Visit the URL 5.today to sign up for free. And now let's get to our main topic without further interruption. Throughout our studies, our careers, and indeed our lives, we all need to pitch. We need to convince somebody to accept their ideas, to buy our products, to hire us, to love us, to respect us. Yet weirdly, most of us never receive any training on how to pitch. When I was younger, I used to grow very frustrated, as I was unable to convince my peers, namely other software engineers, to adopt a certain process, technology, or direction that I felt would be a big improvement for us. I could not understand why, if it was obvious to me, why was it not obvious to them? In truth, I was doing a terrible job of convincing them. I wrongly thought that if I complained about what they were doing wrong and nagged them, they would be forced by my logical arguments to see the errors of their ways. I didn't have a clue. People will not buy into your idea if they don't like you. And if you nag them and point out all of their mistakes, they have no reason to like you. This was the first lesson I learned, the hard way. In the remainder of this episode, I will share with you other lessons I have learned over the past 20 plus years from convincing my fellow engineers to adopt a technology right through to selling a product during commercial business to business engagements. So let's begin. Everything you sell starts with an idea. An idea for a product, an idea for a technology, an idea for a project. So we can say that ultimately all sales activities relate to the selling of an idea. There are two basic steps in selling an idea. Firstly, having the idea crystal clear in your mind so that you can properly explain it to your audience. And then secondly, transferring that clarity from your mind to their minds. The first step requires you to do your groundwork to ensure that you can speak about your idea with clarity and authority. If you cannot speak with confidence about your idea, you will fail to convince your audience as you will lack credibility. You must know your topic inside out before you can try to convince others to buy into it. For the second step, you need great communication skills. I have worked with many smart technologists who fail miserably on this step because they cannot articulate the idea they have in their minds into words, even though it is clear in their mind. There are no quick fixes to improving your communication skills but here at least I can share some tips I've learned over the years. Start with a high level explanation. If your idea is to solve a problem, state that problem in plain terms firstly. At the beginning, keep it simple. Bring your idea back to people. Technologists really struggle with this, but a general audience responds to people firstly, as people naturally empathise with other people, even if they are just example personas in your presentation. Keep it human focused. Tell a story. I can't emphasize this enough. Stories resonate with audiences. Those personas I described in the previous point are the characters in the story you are telling. Try to make it funny, but not too hard. You don't have to be a stand-up comedian, but a little humor always helps make people like you. And if they like you, they are more likely to like your idea. And finally, dive into the detail only when asked to do so or you feel it is appropriate for your audience. If you deep dive into the detail with a general audience, especially at the beginning, you will lose them. All of the above tips are relevant for all of the next sections, but in those sections, we will look at particular topics you need to be aware of when you're selling different things, starting with the selling of a product. In a previous episode, Episode 9, I advise you that you need to believe in what you are selling. It is my basic belief that you cannot sell a product that you do not believe in yourself and to do so is deceptive. I am not naive, I know this happens, but personally I will not try to sell something that I do not believe in and I advise you to do the same. It is much easier to sell something that you genuinely believe in as your pitch will be more credible. It is also easier to defend a product that you care about. Therefore, the first step in convincing someone to try your product is to buy it yourself completely. Next up, you need to learn your product inside out and back to front. Learn the user interface, learn how every feature works from a user perspective. After that, dive deeper into the backend architecture. That knowledge will help you when the questions start to come during real pitches. And believe me, they will come. So you need to be ready. The more answers you have to hand, the more credible you will appear to your audience. Ultimately, selling a product is about market fit as much as it is about the quality of your pitch. The need either already exists in your market or you are capable of creating that need. But if that need does not exist at all, even the best pitch won't save you. You have to be sure that your product is addressing a real need and you are pitching to the people with that need. The best way to think about those people is as personas. Get a whiteboard and draw out the attributes of those personas. What background do they have? What are their reasons for using your product? What are their reasons for buying your product? What personality traits do they typically have? What interests? What skills? How technical are they? Write down all of these attributes and more and you and your team should come to a clearer understanding of the type of persona that you are selling your product to. Give that persona a name Bob, Harry, Jenny, whatever and then start thinking about that persona as a real person because they will become a real person once your product hits production. The persona exercise is useful because it will get everyone focused on the end user, which is where your focus should be. Once you understand your end user, you can then start to identify what buttons to press, and you can press them during your pitches in order to get the reaction that you desire. Now let's talk about selling you. The fact is, nobody is going to buy anything from you if they don't like you. With that in mind, your first step should be to build a rapport from the very beginning. This is particularly challenging these days, when video calls have largely replaced face-to-face meetings. In the past, when I travelled more, I would break the ice by breaking bread, namely by socialising with my new friends. Sadly, Zoom and other tools are a poor substitute for this. But there are some basic things you can do. While on video calls, always switch on your camera, smile, make jokes. Ask them how they are doing or what they have planned for their weekend. Be genuine. You are trying to build a real relationship based on trust, so you cannot care enough and empathize enough at this stage. The aim is to get them to like you and feel comfortable in your company. They should be happy to see you because you make them feel good. Thank them when they help you, compliment them when they do something great, and follow through on any commitments you make to them, however small, to prove that they can trust you. The best working relationships are based on both parties feeling like they're winning. Always remember that. Now I'm going to talk about advocates and detractors. In your audience, there will typically be advocates, detractors, and a large majority who are neither. It is your job to identify who is who, then amplify the advocates and neutralize the detractors. Sounds easy, right? The good news is identifying who is who is usually easy, as both advocates and detractors are vocal, and will reveal their positions pretty openly. In a funny way, I worry about these guys the least. The silent majority, however, worry me because they can decide the outcome. You need to worry about these guys in case they are listening to the detractors instead of you. So you need to go after your detractors with no mercy. You will need to neutralize your detractors as quickly as possible. Your detractors will only harm you if their credibility is greater than yours so you need to undermine their credibility in kind by pointing out the flaws in their arguments. Attack their ideas, not them as people, because if you make it personal, you will only make yourself look bad, and rightly so. Remain detached, display no emotion, just systematically dismantle their arguments against you in public. Your defensive arguments must be strong to be compelling, so be ready. As for the advocates, no action is required here as they are already on your side. Simply ensure you give them the time and space to speak out on your behalf. Now let's move on to closing the deal. Your startup pitch will resonate more when it confirms a bias that already exists in your audience. Nobody resists something they already believe in. Therefore, you need to find the right people with the right bias. Converting someone to be a believer is much harder than pitching to someone who already believes. This is commonly referred to as preaching to the converted. And it will make closing the deal so much easier. Find the right audience first, then sell to their bias. Later on in the sales cycle, closing the deal is all about trust. There is a big difference between somebody listening to your pitch at the beginning and signing a large purchase order at the end. They must trust you and your product offering enough to part with a large amount of money. Confirmation bias will help them get over the line. Remember, they are not just staking company funds on the purchase, but they are also staking their own reputation on selecting you, as the vendor, to deliver on the company requirements. All along in this process, it is your job, and indeed the whole team's job, to ensure they feel that they have made the right decision. They must have no doubts. When there are doubts, closing the deal becomes next to impossible. So we have covered a lot of ground today, so let's recap the topics that we've covered. Fourthly I discussed how pitching skills are applicable in many aspects of life, not just direct sales engagements. However, weirdly, we never receive any training on this important skill. I also covered the mistakes I made in the beginning of my career when I tried to convince my fellow engineers to follow a certain direction by pointing out everything they were doing wrong right now. It seems obvious in hindsight, but when I was nagging my colleagues, they had no reason to like me, and I was actually diminishing my own influence with this negative behavior rather than increasing it. Clearly, this is not a good strategy. Selling ultimately means the selling of ideas. You need to have the idea crystal clear in your mind, and then have the communication skills to get that idea crystal clear in the minds of your audience, via your explanation. This is not easy, but I've shared a few tips that I've learned over the years to help you. I would summarise these as keeping your presentation human-focused, telling a relatable story, and explaining the problem you are trying to solve firstly before trying to sell the solution. When selling a product, it will be much easier to sell a product that you actually believe in. Life is too short to spend time selling something that you don't believe in, and furthermore, it will impact your pitch as you won't seem genuine. You should also learn the product inside-out From the front-end user experience to the back-end architecture. To be credible, you need to be an expert on your own product. Your product must fit the market. If the need does not exist in the market yet, then you need to be able to create it, which is much harder. You need to think about the different types of people you are selling to, or personas, and map them out on a whiteboard with your team. You need to identify what attributes they have and what makes them tick. The persona exercise is useful because it will get everyone focused on the end user, which is where your focus should be and should remain. Once you understand your end user, you can then start to identify what buttons you can press during your pitches in order to get the desired reaction from them. People buy from people they like, so you must build the friendship first. The best working relationships are based on both parties feeling like they are winning. Always remember that. In each audience, typically there will be detractors and advocates, plus a neutral majority in the middle. You will need to neutralize the detractors in order to win the middle. Every audience has a bias. The secret to successful pitching is to find the right audience firstly, then confirm a bias they already have. This approach will greatly reduce the amount of resistance you experience. Finally, your whole team needs to gain the trust of your customers. By building and maintaining trust throughout the process, they must feel like they made the right decision in choosing you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to covering the next topic with you in the series very soon. In the interim, if you want to follow me online, you can find my blog at techleader.pro or follow me on Twitter at techleaderpro. Thanks for your time, take care, and have a great week.